בסייעת לשמיא נעשה ונצליח. This year is going to be בזכות צדיק הרב ניסים יגן בן רחל. And also from this Shabbat was the Hilula of, of uh, Rabbi Ovadia Yosef Ben Gurgia. And um, she was going to be Le'ilu Nishmat Bechor Ben Esther. And for Rufua Shlima Nisan Ben Raya. And Chaim Hilel Ben Rivka. And also for Rufua Shlima Shimon Bamikra Shimshon Ben Mazal. And also for Am Yisrael Tadut Shuva. So every week we prepare tirelessly for Shabbat but it's not enough that we prepare the house that it's clean we prepare the meals for the Shabbat Queen whenever she visits we also have to prepare ourselves we have to prepare how we are we have to prepare we have to we have to take, we have to bathe, we have to take a shower, or at the very least, we have to wash our face, our hands, and our feet in warm water. And there's also a minhag, according to the Kabbalah, to go to the mikveh right before Shabbat. And also, it's preferable to put the Shabbat clothes right after you prepare yourself right after you take a shower right after you go to the mikveh and by Shabbat clothes it's not just being be clothes that for Shabbat that you have the t-shirt you have the jeans specifically for Shabbat it's mean that it's supposed to be nice clean clothes that are respectable clothes dignified clothes that you would meet royalty in a nice suit The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat 25b and also 119a says a few examples about how the Chachamim greeted Shabbat. It said the Rabbi Yehuda Bar Ilai would have a basin of, of warm water and he would wash his hands, his face, his feet and he would, after he would wash it, he would wrap himself in a white, in white garment. And this white garment, it made him look like an angel. Rabbi Chanina would go and he would put the special clothes for Shabbat. And he would go and he would tell everybody. Come, let's go out and greet the Shabbat Queen. Rabbi Anai does something that we that's very familiar to us. He he goes, he put on his Shabbat clothes, and he says, "Boy kala, boy kala, enter, O bride, enter, O bride." Now this sounds familiar. Why? Because it comes from the song. This is this is the basis of the song that the Mikubal Rav Shlomo Elkebetz wrote that we know of nowadays as Lechadodi. 
And the Chadodi, we, we sing it to welcome Shabbat Queen that Hashem gave us as a wife. We're saying, Boy Kala. We say, Say, Come, my beloved, to, to greet the bride. Let us welcome Shabbat. We say also, To greet Shabbat, come, let's go, for it's a source of all blessings. We sing, Boy Beshalom, Ateret Baala. We say, Come in peace, the crown of her husband. Come with rejoicing and good cheer. Amidst the faith of the treasured people. Come, O bride, come, O bride, O Shabbat queen. So we're saying, we're saying, welcome the Queen Shabbat. We're saying also that Shabbat is our wife, it's our bride. We're getting married right now. Now, the Rambam says in Halachot Shabbat 30, chapter 30, Halacha number 2, he says that for Shabbat we have to bathe and we have to dress up nicely and we have to wait. Wait for what? We have to wait for Shabbat. This the way that we would that we would go and wait for for a king. Before, before Shabbat, the Arizal would go to the hillside and he would say, Come, let's go meet the Shabbat queen. He would say the same as Rabbi Hanina. Now, okay, this is back in the day, but what about nowadays? Nowadays, and in recent history, there was the brisker, uh, the brisker rav. The brisker rav would go to his balcony in Yerushalayim, and he would he would wait over there for Shabbat, for Shabbat to arrive. He would just be standing over there and waiting. And you saw the happiness and everything on his face, like as if it's Mamash, a groom waiting for his bride to walk down the aisle, waiting for his bride. Rabbi again has a message for the woman. He says, Whenever you light the candles, you're bringing the Shabbat queen into the world. What should you do? He says you have to dress up nicely with very nice clothes and put on very nice jewelry. You're creating, you're, you're welcoming the queen into the world. He says that if you were getting, if you had a wedding, the wedding of who? The wedding of your neighbor's cousin, sister-in-law. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, listen, it's someone I barely even know whatever which is what are you going to say you're going to be in front of the mirror for at least half an hour going crazy no this doesn't look good maybe this maybe this so how can you possibly allow yourself to light Shabbat candles whenever you're still in your weekday clothes 
You know, you didn't go crazy half an hour before. What should I wear? It's Shabbat Queen is coming. So maybe this is the reason why in the middle of Lachadudi it says Sukim, it says Hidna Arim Kumi, leave she big day ami. Says shake the dust off yourself, arise and dress up in your garments of glory, my people. Hit oreri, hit oreri, kiva orech kumi ori. Wake up, wake up. For the light has come. Arise and shine. Uri Uri Shildabili Kevoda Shema Alaich Nigla. Awaken, awaken, utter a song. The glory of Hashem is revealed upon you. So but even more than cleaning our bodies, even though more than more important than taking a shower and being prepared physically. We also have to be prepared spiritually. So we have to clean our souls, not only our bodies. How can we possibly welcome the Shabbat Queen if we still have sins on us? We're still dirty with Averot. Now with Shabbat, as we said, Shabbat comes with atonement. It's like Yom Kippur. It's but the Tshuva, but, but to get atonement, a prerequisite for for getting atonement is tshuva. You have to do tshuva to get atoned, to get kapara. Would anybody ever think of going into Yom Kippur and saying, you know what, maybe I don't need to do tshuva. If he understands what it is. If he understands what Yom Kippur is. He wouldn't go into Yom Kippur and say, you know what, I don't need to do tshuva. I'm just going to go, you know, pray and that's it. He would say Yom Kippur is known for the day of tshuva. So the Sfarim Kedoshim say that we that before Shabbat we have to examine our mitzvot and our averot. We have to examine our our, our deeds before Shabbat comes. Mishnah Bura in Siman Resh Nun it says that we have to we have to go enter Shabbat with the thoughts of tshuva. We have to. In our mind, we have to say, we have to start thinking of tshuva, of thoughts of tshuva. Like, I, I, I need to work on this, I need to, I'm sorry I did this. We have to start thinking of how to improve, improve ourselves. Now, Rabbi again has another message for the women. When you're about to light the Shabbat candles, you should have in mind that you are rectifying Chavaz Avera. The sin of Chava that did what? It extinguished the light of the world. What was the light of the world? The light of the world was Adam. And what happened because of the sin? She brought death to, uh, to, uh, to Adam Rishon. Now we have death in the world. So, and also after lighting, it's customary to pray for your children to grow up to be tzaddikim and also to be tamidech chachamim or at least learned in Torah to, to know Torah that they have a, a they're, they're drawn to, to learning Torah now as we said before 
the Rambam says that we have to wait for Shabbat. We have to wait and greet Shabbat like a king. Like we're going to go and greet the king right now. Unfortunately, unfortunately what happens is that Shabbat waits for us. We have to wait for Shabbat, but instead Shabbat waits for us. What happens? The Shabbat queen comes. She's knocking on the door. She says, I'm here. And what, she does, what, what, what do we do? Okay, give me a few minutes. I need to prepare. I need to do this. We're we, getting last minute preparations done. She's saying, no, I'm here. Knocking on the door again. G- give me a few minutes. Give me. Few. In the end, what is she going to do? She's going to say, okay, fine. I, I see my the, the, all the things that I brought. The brachot. And the malachim. All the angels that I brought. Maybe they shouldn't be here. She's going to take the blessings. She's going to take the angels. She's going to go somewhere else. Now, even though Shabbat begins by sunset, strictly speaking, Shabbat begins by sunset, the Torah tells us and commands us to start Shabbat earlier, to add some time to Shabbat, to add a little bit of the weekday to Shabbat. And not to chas shalom, add a little bit of Shabbat to the weekday. Now, officially there are, if you see, if you look at the Jewish calendars, or sometimes you see that that they have specific official candlelighting times for that specific con- uh, city or town, and by the community that was already already made so that it already had a little bit of an addition to to add to Shabbat but some people they go a little bit above that and they light and they accept Shabbat even 10 minutes earlier why? because it shows that whenever there's a meeting and there are people there are two types of people for, for a meeting if there's a meeting there's going to be the person that's excited for the meeting. It's his first meeting that he's going to get a raise or whatever it is. He goes and he goes a few minutes early. So how can I, you know, this, that. I'm excited for the meeting. But the people that, you know, don't really care so much about the meeting, usually the boss, usually whatever it is, the person that's very egotistical, thinks that the meeting starts whenever he comes. He comes late. So, whenever we have Shabbat earlier, what does it show? It shows that we have Yerat Shammai. We have fear of Hashem, fear of heaven. We understand what Shabbat is. We 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 understand what how, how powerful and how great Shabbat is. So, we have to remember that that starting Shabbat before Shkiah, before sunset, is a midoraita. It's from the Torah. So, if we accept ten minutes before, we have to that we accept the, the Shabbat ten minutes before the. 
Shkiah, 10 minutes before candlelighting. And we make Shabbat. Whenever we have Shabbat, we make it longer. We make it longer and we make it happy. We make it delightful. That make it enjoyable. We have the food over there. We have the family over there. We have the songs and everything. We make it something that we enjoy. So we get to experience because of this, because of this schut, we, we could get to experience the, this delight that we have forever in Olam Abba. Because of this schut that we kept Shabbat, that we made it enjoyable, we get Olam Abba. Now, some people have the minhag to read Shira Shirim before Shabbat. Now, in Shira Shirim, Shlomo Melech explains and describes how the Shekhinah came down to the Mishkan. It says, its pillars were made of silver, its inlay was gold, its interior was filled with love from the daughters of Yerushalayim. Now, what does this Pasuk mean? Pasuk comes and says, that it's not the gold and silver that people that was in the Mishkan that the Jews donated for the Mishkan. It was the love that they gave it, that they gave the donations to the Mishkan that they brought the Shekinah down. Now, in the end, almost at the end of Shira Shirim, has a pasuk, and it says. If a man gives all his wealth of his estate away in his love, double the spoils will be will be his. Meaning that because he gives everything that he has away for the love of the Torah, meaning that he will receive a double portion, a double reward in Olamaba. Now some take this Pasuk and apply it to Rabbi Yochanan. Well, what did Rabbi Yochanan do? He took all his money, all the money that he had in his, in, in his estate, any wealth that he had, that he had accumulated, any type of real estate that he had, he gave it away. Why? Because he loved, he loved Torah. It was a Midrash, the Midrash that said that Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chia Bar Abba were walking from Tveria to Tzipori and they passed a few fields first field that they passed was a field a very large field that was filled with wheat with nice beautiful wheat Rabbi Hanan tells Rabbi Chia, Oh, look, this field used to be mine. I gave it so that I could devote my time to learn Torah. So very nice. Okay. Next, they passed a vineyard with nice, big, juicy grapes. Rabbi Hanan tells Rabbi Chia, Oh, this used to be mine. And I gave it, I sold it so that I could devote my time to study Torah. Very nice. Now they passed also an olive uh, olive uh, press, place where they make olive oil. 
Rabbi Yochanan tells Rabbi Chia, this olive press used to be mine. I gave it so that I could devote my time to study Torah. Rabbi Chia heard this and he started crying. Rabbi Yochanan asks him, he says, why, why are you crying? What's, what's happening? I'm crying because you didn't leave anything from whatever for your old age for wherever you grow up. You didn't leave anything. Rabbi Yochanan tells him, "Don't worry, I got a good deal. I, I gave up. I gave up. I, I sold all this to devote my time for study Torah. I got a good deal. Why? Because I sold something that was created in only six days." And I bought something that was given in four, uh, 40. Meaning, I sold something of this world. And this world was created in six days. And I got something much greater that was given in 40 days. That Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, 40 days, it took him to get it from Hal Sinai. 40 days. Now, it's nice, and it's, it's a nice thing that he said, yeah, it's worth more, 40 days versus 6 days. But it doesn't answer Rabbi Chia's concern. He said, you didn't leave anything whenever you're going to get old. Fine, you got Torah, you gave up everything for Torah, but you didn't leave anything. What was Rabbi Yochanan really trying to say? He says, don't worry, there's no need. There's no need for me to keep anything for whenever I get older. Why? Because the Torah that I got, Torah knowledge that I have, that I acquired over the years, the Torah will protect me, will take care of me. Why? Because it says in the Mishnah, it says in the Mishnah, in Perkei Avot, chapter 6, Mishnah number 9, Explains a pasuk. This pasuk is in Mishlei, chapter six, pasuk twenty-two. It says, "When you walk, it shall guide you; when you lie down, it shall guard you; when you awaken, it shall speak on your behalf." Now, what does this pasuk mean? When you walk, it shall guide you. This is in this world. When you lie down, it shall guard you. This is in the grave whenever you die. And when you when when you awaken, it shall speak on your behalf, meaning in Olamaba, in the world to come. Torah will protect you. Torah is the only type of insurance policy that actually works. Torah will protect you, it will it will guide you through life, through death, and it will speak on your behalf in Olamaba. It'll give you a good life, protect you when you get to the grave, and it gives you, it's the thing that gives you, that makes you earn eternity of life in Olam Abba. Now, how, this is very, you see that whenever it comes to Shabbat, this is the type of thing that you're supposed to have, we're supposed to welcome Shabbat with the love that unites Hashem. Am Yisrael and Torah and the reward that 
is completely a Shabbat, is, is completely a Shabbat that Olam Abba is a Yom Shekolo Shabbat. It's, it's a day that's a fully Shabbat. So it's so appropriate to, to show our love for Shabbat because this is the thing that actually gives us the reward of Olam Abba. This is something that we feel because Shabbat is a main Olam Abba. Now, Ravi again brings a story in his book and he says that one time in when Lachadudi was being sung in the Bet Midrash of the Klosenberger Rebbe there was one time a a Tamid Yeshiva over there, a boy from Belgium that he started talking with his friend started talking to his friend and another another student came over to the, to him and asked him to stop what did he say the Belgian boy he says listen mind your own business I'm gonna talk don't bother me so while they were while while the whole Kehla was singing the Khadudi after Shabbat the Klausenberger Rebbe came over to this boy and he says, "I'm sorry, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot be in my shiva anymore." The boy heard this. He started crying. He said, oh, "I'm sorry. I'm this." I he started crying. He was, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please, please." No, it didn't help him. Now the boy's father, also, he called the the rebbe. He, the father was a very big supporter of the yeshiva. He says, "Please listen. I know my son. This that." No, didn't help. The Rosh Shiva came over to the Rebbe. He said, "Please." He started also asking, telling him, "No, the Rebbe, the Rebbe was strong on his on his decision." He says, "Why? Because if a person does not accept rebuke, does not accept rebuke, there's no hope for him." This Belgian boy did not accept whenever his friend told him, "Listen, please stop talking." This is a holy time, this is a holy thing, you're not supposed to talk right now. For someone like this that does not accept rebuke, there's no hope. Now, Rabotai, so many tragedies in this world, so many problems going on, so many things we hear from people that we love, that so many problems happen in their lives. Sicknesses, plagues, so many problems. Hashem is coming and He's trying to rebuke us. He's trying to say, I'm not happy with how you welcome Shabbat and how you keep Shabbat. You have to work on yourself. He's saying. He's trying to wake us up. Now, Bezat Hashem, we will all think about how we could how we could treat Shabbat better. With more respect, more love, more fear, more enjoyment more happiness and to learn the halakhot and follow Shabbat the way it's meant to be followed Baruch Adonai Lulam Amen Amen